What's up, everyone, and welcome to Hungover Podcast, episode 157. We haven't done this in such a long time, and that's because Yvonne and I have been incredibly busy. But we still think about this podcast every single week (laughs) as we try (laughs) to muster up enough energy after our incredibly draining jobs to do a podcast for you all. We're going to be doing something a little different due to some fan feedback from one of our newest subscribers, Why Kill Will. He wants us to put the topic of the topic of the show in the beginning of the podcast and then we have our witty banter and nonsense where we break the ice and, you know, enjoy ourselves and talk about what we've been doing in the end of the podcast. So we're going to go ahead and try that right now. Editor do your magic. Boom. We're here to talk about Activision Blizzard and everything that's been going on with one of the largest game publishers and game developers around. They make Call of Duty, they make Overwatch, World of Warcraft, uh whatever else Activision makes. I don't really know what they make. Tony Hawk uh, did they have? They had Destiny for a while, but no longer right. do they publish Destiny. Their their um, partnership with Bungie is over. So Bungie, I believe, owns and publishes Destiny on their own. I don't know any. I I have no idea what's going on with Destiny <laughs> nowadays. But I know Activision is no longer involved, and um, yeah, there's been a recent lawsuit that's been ongoing for the. Pretty much, I would say, for the past three or four months, the the state of California is representing the people uh, and suing Activision Blizzard. Is it a, is it a sue suing? Yes, lawsuit? they filed yes, a lawsuit yes. against. So, yeah, for yes. for mistreatment of female coworkers and and um, of course uh, unfair treatment when it comes to salaries and and things like that and of course discrimination discrimination there's a whole bunch of charges against the people on the top the company activision blizzard as a whole 10 violations uh of state employment law that were preceded by a two-year investigation of the company's workplace practices so it's not Johnny come lately, or is it? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, so we wanted to talk a little bit about it and what you can do to maybe join in on the boycott or if it even makes a difference. What should you do as a consumer of, of video games or what are your options or how you can pay attention to this lawsuit? What could be the possible outcomes? We wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and how it should or should not affect you as a you know as a consumer of video games. They're one of the biggest again publishers. They they have the best selling game every single year, Call of Duty. Um, should you be purchasing Call of Duty, Yvonne? I think we can talk about that a little later. Do you want to you know talk about a little bit of the details of this lawsuit? Or yeah, I, I in in my I what I want to drilled down into is uh the ideas that you were just talking about in terms of boycotting what is our consumer response because i for instance i mean we if if you're listening to this podcast if you're new hello and welcome if you've been listening for a long time then you will know that both of us love overwatch we've played it since it came out um And it's a a struggle for me, for instance, for somebody who has been so invested in Blizzard as a company for such a long time. What do I do now? What was... uh, So I'm I'm interested in in drilling into those topics and hopefully we can kind of... I, I haven't really fully formulated an opinion before coming into this conversation. A lot of which is due... Yeah, a lot of yeah. which is due to the fact that uh, I have been paying more attention to other stories in the news rather than this one. Uh, not by choice, just by happenstance of the main news outlets that I go 
go to like NPR don't cover this story. So, um, or haven't really covered this story uh, in the same way that a lot of other news outlets have. So, I th- the the things that have been brought is like 10, uh, 10 violations of uh, employment law, focusing in on the uh, on gender and some racial disparities, especially for African. There is a sighting of like an African American woman who was a, a contract worker and wasn't brought in to be a full-time salary employee for wow. two years while white male employees that were hired after her were brought in to be salaried employees much sooner. Sweet. So there's layered dynamics um, and intersectional feminism is going to be key to the understanding of everybody working together. But I think uh, in general, you can boil it down to there was a culture of um, male-dominated culture in terms of making video games. And even though the video game player pool has diversified, I would say, tremendously from its origins, the staff at Blizzard Activision was still only 20% female and they were being discriminated against for pregnancy. They were discriminated against for, uh, in terms of job opening, salary, um, uh, along many different lines. The actual lawsuit is available for people who want to read it. Um, it has some pretty harrowing uh, details when it gets to, like the uh, the. The investigation, what conclusions they have reached from their investigation, and some of the examples from there. Uh, I know Julian and I were talking about it before we started this podcast, and it was just uh, it was it's pretty heavy topic. Um, and I think that the things to focus in on are um, some of the things that grabbed headlines. Of course, are the big sexual harassment and um, casual rape jokes and the just kind of blatant disregard for what should be normalized workplace safety standards for in terms of emotional and social safety of everybody feeling safe in a workplace and those things kind of being ignored, thrown out the window, or um, only gently rebuffed. Uh, there was one person who was actually named it, the lawsuit isn't against them the lawsuit of course is against activision blizzard but there's one person whose actions were so disgusting that he was actually named in the lawsuit um and he would repeatedly get drunk hit on women like grope them uh in one case um in one reported case who knows what actually happened um that was cited in the lawsuit. So, right, and that's something to say. Like these are all just the reported cases. There could be a multitude of of different things that happened that are going not reported in the in this two year investigation. So, and and typically these things, you know, more often than not, that's there are a lot more cases that in which that were not reported that might be a little more minor in in severity, but. But uh, they are certainly, you know, they shouldn't have happened or, you know, in our opinion, right. in my opinion, they probably shouldn't have happened. Right. I think we can I all agree it. that yeah. it, it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. But the response to that kind of action by that guy, his name is Alex. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm going to skip over that. Um, <laughs> but it, Jay Allen Brack, the, the president, did know about it, spoke to him. But that was all of the action that happened, uh, at least from the investigation that they conducted, that it was only like a verbal reprimand and nothing actually happened. He was told to be less, fr- uh, he was getting too friendly with the female employees at like BlizzCon and other holiday or like Blizzard events. So it's clearly part of the working culture. Um, it clearly didn't get. Um, addressed in a way that uh, was legally acceptable because a lawsuit <laughs> was filed. Um, so I guess, Julian, what was your initial reaction? I mean, this new this story has been breaking over the course of like a month and a half, I'd say, probably. Yeah. Um, uh, so 
on August 3rd, a second a shareholder filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard alleging that the company's ne- negligent leadership contributed to the cycle of bad press and marketplace reaction and a significant drop in the company's share price. So this seems like it will be an ongoing process of lawsuits and, and what will happen furthermore. That's a big class action lawsuit that will happen from the shareholders. But what was your initial reaction? Um, I mean, obviously, I I was, I was, uh, it's like more, not, unfortunately, not like super shocked, <laughs> you know, because I, I mean, we've been sort of, it's been coming out more and more that there's just unfair work practices and more on the, the side of a video game crunch like crunch time and like just really high pressure work environments but just knowing the pool of of people just curse you know on on a tangential side like i know how people can be online and online video games and typically the people who are making video games also play video games right that's that has to be true right so if you're just pulling from a pool of people that on average are horrible people like on xbox live or are just willing to say whatever the fuck they want and just to anyone online right you know people say some horrible things online in in these video games and i know a lot of them are just like 14 year old boys venting whatever repressed anger they have (laughs) inside uh those people end up growing up to work at at these big companies sometimes so it's not necessarily so much of a surprise that i i felt but i guess it's more surprising that they have such in detail evidence and that they can actually go and and i say they i mean the state of california and actually file such a large lawsuit with in like actually incriminating evidence that that i'm you know i i i'm happy that that these things can be brought to light and i hope justice can be served but of course i'm just on the side of the the california state right like we only see that side i know there's they're suing the entire company but obviously there are people in within this company that have nothing to do with this lawsuit they're just video game developers that love video games and want to make them and happen to work for activision blizzard so i think that's where the moral choice to boycott call of duty and and blizzard and and whatever you can sort of make an argument against that um obviously the boycott would be i'm not going to purchase call of duty until whatever your vision of justice is served right whatever you think is going to happen to in this lawsuit right like oh activision gets sued for a lot a large sum of money and they change the the higher ups and and the structure of the company then i'll buy a call of duty um but also there are people who are completely innocent in this and they worked on Call of Duty or 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 Overwatch or whatever game you like to play and they deserve to be supported as well. So I think there's sort of a a choice to be made there. And um, I, I was again, you know, I was surprised about this, but also it's, you know, you can you can link you can make assumptions about how how it could have gone down and based on the gaming the people who play video games typically on average so that it it is a it is a question of what is um like what is the reflexive property there right because i the the community that we saw playing call of duty did tend to be Broier, male dominated, uh, <laughs> and this the the idea of the frat boy culture that was central to this um, laissez faire attitude towards sexual harassment being 
so central in the Blizzard Activision mm-hmm. uh, workforce, then you, and especially at the higher up level, and then you turn around and you look at the people playing the games. Is there a connection there in like the kind of people that are making that game will make a game that appeals to those kinds of uh, that kind of audience? Or is it that kind of audience gravitates to like a shooter game that has high intensity impact action, etc.? Like, I think you look at the difference between um, Destiny and Call of Duty, and I don't, I don't know. The people that I know who play Destiny, they weren't like as broy as the people who I knew right. who enjoyed Call of Duty. Um, so I'm just wondering, like. The, and essentially, you know, Destiny came out of Bungie, which had some Microsoft, then it had, was with Activision Blizzard, and then it's on its own. Like, it has this legacy of of being in the different places, but it's interesting to me. I wonder if that, if the division between Bungie and Activision Blizzard, was that also connected to that kind of working culture? Uh, since their audience seemed to be a little different. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the answer to that is. I don't know either. I, I think, um, I guess it, it just, it's so baffling to me that such a large company, and, and maybe maybe this should be obvious based on how companies are run in America, but I, I don't know. Like, I my vision of a large corporation is is that which activision blizzard is you know it's it employs i assume over a thousand people i don't know how many people work probably like five thousand people there have to be a lot of a lot of people that work for them and they have a huge headquarters i assume you know a big office building you know that type of company in my vision you know it's not necessarily the greatest place to work and but it it should have some sort of structure and and there should be practices like a very professional working environment this is just like your standard cubicle type company people go to work they get promoted that type of stuff but when when your company is run by people who are maybe i guess in it seems like are more childish and immature then you're going to have this type of you know uh mistreatment of women and and you know like you can just be a a complete piece of shit in in many situations (laughs) that are cited in this in this lawsuit that uh you know you're just gonna have that sort of if that's coming from the people who are on the top then like the whole structure is just tainted and and people are going to feel like they can do whatever they want in the company as opposed to, I don't know, I feel like a large corporation like Microsoft probably has a more rigid professional setting where you, there are repercussions to your actions in in the professional setting, right? That, like, it's very straightforward and you do what you do. Right? You do your job. <laughs> I, I will say... Um working for now a a huge corporation and and being less in the indie sphere of things i do feel the presence of an hr and that kind of bureaucracy a lot more than i did with indie indie films and mickey mouse you know mickey mouse is always watching yes but yeah no exactly so and and you're just i mean i don't i don't know exactly your your uh project that you're working on but it it seems to be like it's not like you're in the disney headquarters every day right you're on set and you guys are completely off site of of you know the main disney office right i'm guessing i don't know yeah we uh, yes due to the filming location right so are we are the decisions are all a lot of like creative decisions are funneled through uh, a hierarchy of Disney voices. Right, because Disney has some, you know, a professional structure, I assume. I don't know anything about how Disney is run. But I, I would sure. assume it's it's run with a very, you know, straight mindset that, you know, the, the vision of 
uh, Mickey. What do you Mouse mean straight is, mindset? <laughs> I mean a very, you know, Mickey Mouse gets <laughs> what he fucking wants. So if that's the yeah. case, and the people on top of Activision run their company the same way, and they are all right with touching women inappropriately, that's going to be how their entire company is run. Um, or at least people are going, men are going to feel the way, feel free to do, you know, in the case of this guy, Alex, uh, last name that we can't pronounce, you know, he gets to, he, he was probably encouraged to do what he, he is cited of doing. So that's, that's where this new J. Allen Brack stepping down becomes, you know, like a big deal because he was, I mean, he was only the president since 2018, so not that long. And since then, he, since 2018, like I was telling you earlier, Blizzard has only just supported their games. They haven't released anything really new, in my opinion, aside from like Hearthstone packs or, or maybe a new level in Overwatch. I don't even remember, but but they haven't released anything new i don't or or worth uh oh my god there's a cat on the podcast um or anything worth noting since overwatch was released in my opinion uh so he stepped down and now jen o'neill and mike yabara are co-leaders of the studio uh which is pretty cool i don't i don't know in your opinion, do you think there should be two people on top that have the same amount of power in a company? Because that's think, not uh, very common. We could have three. Yeah. Call it a triumvirate. Bring back. Uh, <laughs> bring that back. Do you think uh, that that two people with that much power is more responsible than one, or do you think there would be infighting, or or miscommunication, perhaps? I think it really likely? depends on on what their interaction is. I always find that the more people are at, um, I I don't like structures where there is one person at the top and With then all the power. Yeah, I, I, because there's very little that you can do to affect that person's uh, vision uh, in positive or negative ways. So, so for instance, we look at Steve Jobs running Apple, right? Yeah. created it into this huge brand, uh, did an amazing job of marketing, was uh, ferociously neurotic about how his products were created and how they were marketed, uh, and that's great. The reflexive side is you have this one guy who is facing down a culture that is below him that has been allowed to creep into uh, every asset asset every facet of their their workplace and he's unable to step out of that whereas maybe with two people it, you can have especially um this is a a a, a, a strange dynamic but I, I don't think it's actually that strange oftentimes after companies or um organizations are put in uh moral crises they will hire a woman to kind of clean up afterwards. Yeah. And then... Is that sexist? But here's the thing. they're cleaning up? Uh, <laughs> then, often, the, these, uh, these companies are going through struggles from whatever the crisis is. And so, then they are fired because they aren't shepherding the company in the correct direction after a certain amount of time. And then uh, uh, usually a man is put into position of power and they are set. Uh, it's like after a period of time where whatever the organization is going, turmoil is going through has reached its kind of news cycle conclusion, etc. The woman who is brought in to clean it up, who failed to get the company going in the right direction, is fired. And then a man is brought in to uh, bring the company back into profitability. I see. Uh, it's, That's interesting. Uh, so like maybe having a dynamic in which there are two people at the at the top can have shared responsibility, and that won't be the case. And we can have a woman who sits at the top of a huge entertainment industry uh, company for a while, and that is significant as well. You know, in in terms of its 
significance for returning to gender positive practices at a company that has been discriminatory, as well as just uh, in the large scale, having more women in positions of power. Yeah. And normalizing that. We've got... uh... As not just a crisis aversion tactic. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think is going to be the outcome of this lawsuit? Uh, I think they're going to pay through the nose. Uh, I don't know what else there is to do. Um, The only possible outcome is they don't pay money or they do, right? I guess to put in binary terms, right? It's whether they pay a lot of money or they settle down to an amount or they pay nothing. I think those are the three outcomes. And then the additional lawsuits for like the class action lawsuits from the shareholders, they'll have to pay more money and eventually they'll have to downsize their staff because they can't do development. So maybe we'll have some baby blizzards come out of this where people are like, fuck this, I'm getting let go anyway, and we'll have more independent studios. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't fully know what blizzards finance, financial... Um, stakes are they seem to invest really heavily into uh, Overwatch League and then that that heavy investment has kind of retreated and they've been depending on um, outside influxes of money from like teams buying in and things like that but not necessarily keeping the load uh, financially so I think that will and another big thing is World of Warcraft, one of one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, MMO, is losing its player count to Final Fantasy XIV uh, by the droves now. Uh, maybe some in some cases related to this lawsuit, but a lot of the big streamers who have been playing World of Warcraft for a long time, have decided to switch over to FF14, which is really interesting uh, to know. Like, so much so that Final Fantasy XIV couldn't... They had to stop selling their game for a little bit because they couldn't handle the server load, which is really crazy. So WoW is losing a lot of subscribers, and so that's definitely eating at the bottom line for Blizzard as well. Uh, who knows what's going on with Overwatch 2? I don't really know. And then Diablo 2 is coming out at some point, or maybe it's already out. I don't, I don't Diablo know. Diablo 4 is also just yeah. lost its lead. He uh, resigned, walked away. The namesake yeah. for Jesse McCree, the Overwatch character, whose name is Jesse McCree, the game <laughs> designer, he's left Blizzard <laughs> Activision. Uh, so. It's not looking good. Maybe now's the time to buy stock. Or would you wait a little bit? Hey, someone's got a profit off this. <laughs> I would wait. Yeah, I would until, until after the shareholder uh, stuck. Right. <laughs> uh, so it's it's not looking good for them, and there's a lot of incriminating evidence, and uh, it's either going to go the way of California state lawsuit. Or or it's going to go Blizzard's way if they hired the right lawyers. Who knows? Um, Yvonne, what are you going to do? What are you going to do as a consumer? What can you do? Boy, this is difficult. I love McCree, the character. A gunslinging uh, point-and-click shoot. Always you know? talking about High Noon. I... It's it's interesting to see the dynamic that uh, Jesse McCree's namesake posted one of the most vulgar messages in the uh, like Cosby Suite group uh, chat, but is voiced by Matt Mercer, who is one of like the most beloved internet um, <laughs> celebrities that we have. Uh I don't know. I really love Overwatch. I've invested a lot of time and energy into it. Um, I haven't been really playing video games at all, so I guess I can just keep going with that until I see kind of where it is. Uh, in terms of playing new shooters, I it's difficult. You know, the those two, Call of Duty and Overwatch, are the main shooters that I played because they were so 
they epitomized exact the exact game experiences that I wanted from those two styles of games, right? Yeah. The quick turn around, kill, respawn, go again, and the tactical team based environment. I really am not at all interested in in playing like Valorant. So I what about I don't know. Halo I, Infinite. I could play Halo. Um, I have the Master Chief collection. Play. And I enjoy that, so you know that Halo sounds. Infinite map. It's coming out. That sounds map. like the option. We'll we'll see when that comes out. A lot of people played the beta and they really liked it, so I'm excited for that game. I guess what you can do is the the most impactful thing that you can do is just not buy the new Call of Duty. But I would say, of course, it is the most. Uh, it's the most sold, the top selling game of the year consistently. It's consistently in like the top five selling games of every year. And, and they measure that based off of like three months of sales. So that's so crazy. It, it becomes, it comes out in November or like October every year. And with three months of sales, it becomes the most sold game every year. It's consistently in the top five. So that's really interesting. Call of Duty is, of course, the most popular. They haven't missed a year since, since like 2004 or something, or or whenever Call of Duty 2 came out. So they're selling insane. a lot of games. So yeah. And the problem is, or maybe not the problem, I don't know if it's necessarily a problem, but 90%, like 80% of the people who buy Call of Duty don't even know what's going on with this lawsuit. So, uh, I don't know if that's relevant information, but it's probably true, right? I, I, a fourteen-year-old boy probably is not looking into the financial, <laughs> <laughs> the financial reportings of Activision Blizzard and and their lawsuits. So, uh, and those are the types of people who buy these games, which is not a you know who knows if you if you enjoy playing these games. Like I said earlier, I mean, there's still people, there's still, there's still pure people at this company. <laughs> you know, like the people, their entire livelihood, right, is being a game developer, and um, and if they did nothing wrong, it's I don't know if they would necessarily lose their job over this lawsuit, but I hope no one who who uh, didn't do anything. <laughs> loses their job over this that would really suck you know if if because jalen brack and and whatever that other guy's name is touched all the ladies if they lose the if the person you know the person who designs the rocks and call of duty if if that person loses their job and they did nothing that would really suck so i hope everyone's all right who who gets affected by this yvonne that was just for me. I'm sorry. I, I need to do that because that's that's just how I do it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Hungover Podcast. I'm gonna say that uh, I'm really happy that we got to do one this week, Amon. This is exciting. You know how we uh, talk about what we like to do? Let's do that now, Amon. Okay. What have you been up to? You've been working a lot, but uh, but uh, tell me if you've done anything other than just work and sleep and eat. <laughs> Uh, when was the last time we talked? That would I saw be you the in best. New Orleans. <laughs> yes, that was like you came... five weeks ago. At this point, <laughs> wait, that wasn't five weeks ago. That was what the thirty was three the, weeks ago. It was the thirty first or the twenty fourth. It was fourteen days ago. It's the fourteenth. I was there the first, or I was there until the first. I got there on the 29th and so I probably saw you on the thirtieth. There, the thirty first. There we go. Then the week before that, I worked. And no, the week before that was fine, and the week before that, I worked. Uh, uh, what was it? Twelve times six. Let's do the math. Seventy-two. Plus whatever, isn't that? Yeah. Seventy-two. Yeah, I worked. I worked seventy-two hours that week, plus or minus eight hours. Plus more, more, more plus than minus. So between. Uh, all of the weeks, I have worked an incredibly ridiculous amount of hours. Um, I am 
truly uh, enjoying my time. That's what Disney has told me that I need to say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Disney. Uh, Disney doesn't listen to this. Fucking um, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> hey, oh, he's always, Mickey Mouse is always listening. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, what have I been doing? I have been doing a lot. Uh, you you came down. We, we talked for for a night and then we went our separate ways i listened to some jazz also that weekend great man then like a couple weekends later i went to uh buffalo to visit my mom for her birthday that was a, a nice time i have not been watching too much stuff i feel like i watched a, a couple new programs but i got recently back into the sopranos because Sweet. on YouTube, I kept, kept getting the, like, Sopranos clips. And I was like, I'm going to watch a couple of these at work because I'm feeling stressed. And I love how Anthony could just express his anger and nobody could do anything to him because he was the boss. You got to watch Video Game Donkey's video about the Sopranos video game. It's I, I don't know if you know who Video Game Donkey is, I assume. I do. We He's... have been friends for a long time. <laughs> I love that <it. laughs> The video, it's one of the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. It's great. Anyways, keep going. I forgot that there was a Sopranos video game. You can beat someone um, up with a pork chop in it. It's the most <laughs> Sopranos video game ever. <laughs> so, uh, that's been going down. Haven't been playing a lot of video games. Did get to play uh, a little bit of Mario Party or Mario Golf. Oh, it's yeah. It's been fun. <laughs> They just added a new update to that game. I don't know if that's when you played it, but they no, added I, I a new mode. I played it mode. a few weeks ago. They added a new mode and um, ranked online matches, which is pretty cool. I think I played it the week after we discussed you playing it on cool. the podcast. It's fun. So, uh, but that's even been game. some time. Uh, usually, my here's my schedule. Wake up, get everything together, feed the cats, leave, go to work. Mm-hmm. Then work 12 hours, come back home, uh, cook, and or eat what Laura has cooked, then chat with Laura for an hour and a half, and then go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Rinse and repeat Sick. five to six times a week, and then on the weekend, do all of the things. This morning, I had to go to the recycling center, yeah, you gotta do and drop all the off chores. all the recycling. Jeez, why? <sighs> it's like you and I have a very similar schedule. Except I try yeah. to stream also for like an hour every night, um, because I've been working. I've also been working a long time, a lot of hours. Yeah, some ten-hour days for both of the boys. It's yeah. it's it's really. Um, listen, ten-hour days I can handle a lot better than twelve-hour days repeatedly. <laughs> twelve-hour days are like that's the only thing you do during for that day. Ten-hour uh-huh. days, I I've always felt like. I can get one other thing accomplished. So being able to to stream is like yeah, that's a big energy <laughs> effort, and combining that, that's I think that's like the energy. one thing. <laughs> big dick energy right here. Let's go. <laughs> Please tune I into have. my stream and follow me. That's very good. But I have been reading more books. Yeah. Because um, nice. I wanted to take a step away from consuming so much screen time since. My eyes are like ten to twelve hours at a computer all yeah, day you at work. work at a computer on a computer, so that's yeah. tough. I would do the so, same if that was my job. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I used to be able to like do that and then come home and play video games, but like that yeah, was when I didn't have a girlfriend. Four anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like going to play video games isn't acceptable so what i have to do is be like no i want to read don't you want to read your book (laughs) let's sit in let's sit in the living room silent and read together (laughs) how can we make this uh, a time when i can recuperate energy and you don't and it's not just you haven't talked to anybody all day so you need to talk to me for (laughs) as much as possible for the next two hours oh man that's it exactly. did get me into trouble though i like opened up one of my books the first night that this was going down and i got i got pretty well uh sternly talking to jeez 
All right. Sorry. Man, no, Laura it, it behind was okay. closed doors. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> It was okay. I understood where she was coming from, and we've worked out a pretty decent uh, balance now, so it's nice. all good. Our strength of our relationship is communicating, and communicating to you, our audience, what our relationship is like. So, Well, that's exciting. Uh, Any- luckily, Laura doesn't listen to this podcast, so there's no way that she'll ever hear, hear this at all. No way. Yeah. Not at all. Oh. Um, uh, so I've been reading a book about salt. I don't know if I talked to you about it, but yeah, it's you have. fucking incredible. I finished that book. Then I started a physical book on Genghis Khan, which is it's exciting. Nice. Genghis Khan is one of the more interesting people in history that I have known periphery information about, but didn't know a lot about him. So now I'm reading a biography right. about him. He's one of the most famous people in history, and I feel like no one knows anything about him, really, <laughs> except for this book. Yeah, it's and it was interesting in to hear about uh, like how he fought and united the people of the steppes. Apparently, they weren't all Mongols. Mongols just was the tribe that he came from, mm-hmm. so it became the dominant peoples, but... Eventually, when he united everyone, he called them the people of the fur tents, uh, or fur line tents, or something All like those that, or oxen, felt tents. Huh? Super cool. This guy's just like whatever they. Say. I'm gonna bring everybody together in one big family, and then we're gonna go invade China. <laughs> <laughs> is Mongolia? I don't. I know nothing about that country. Is it a? Is it communist? Just like China, has communism made its way there? Communism or, was there when the Soviet Union had uh, a heavy presence in the area. Do you think I it's... actually know very little about the modern political structure of Mongolia. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, not a big player anymore <laughs> <laughs> on the global stage. So I'm not quite sure how they operate. <laughs> they just like their, uh, their what is it? <laughs> what milk do they drink? Mongolian barbecue. Yeah, oh, that's great stuff. I, I, they just eat a lot of lamb, I know. And um, what is it? I think it's more Tibetan. Uh, it's buttermilk, right? That's that's Tibetan, I think. I, they which also I always, do I assume they fermented horse milk. Ooh, oh, I guess they eat a lot of horse as well, which I hear is very they do tasty. eat a horse. There's a lot of horses. I I have most likely eaten horse or donkey in Istanbul, and I could tell you, I found it to be delicious. I'm sure it is. I don't see why not. Particularly when I was drunk. Big old animal. (laughs) A lot of meat on it. Yes. So (laughs) I and I also started um, listening to the audio book, and I'm 17 hours in, and now I'm hooked at least on one storyline. Not all of the storylines, but uh, of the Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. It was like the big to-do in fantasy novel writing right now. Mm -hmm. Super prolific dude. And he writes all of his books kind of in this big uh, universe. So he's the Brandon Sanderson uh, book universe. The BSBU, as I'm calling it. Okay. Um, Coined here on the Hungover Podcast. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty interesting so far. It's it's one of those books that would most likely be better to read like in the physical form where you, there's lots of names and it's a fantasy world that has a lot of detail in it. So in order to like see what people's names are and everything, it's most likely better to read physically. Mm-hmm. But as I commute half an hour every day to and from work... Uh, it's nice to do that and then when I'm doing chores around the house or whatever, when I get to walk every once in a while. Although I have been taking a 15 minute walk at work. So I leave take 15 minutes to walk and that has increased my step count for the year like tremendously. (laughs) I also Julian, I'm gonna get swole because I bought uh, a barbell and a lat pull-down system, oh, and a, uh, a a rack. Wow. Uh, wow. Personal so, gym. 
You're so, just gonna yeah, leave it I there? S- man, no. I'm <laughs> also going to need to get a hitch for my car. Because we also <laughs> bought a mattress. Because <laughs> Laura didn't you? like the mattress that we were... Uh, no, this is the replacement. The old... This is the old mattress. Yeah, okay. Uh, so... If you yeah, are I've listening got to a the lot audio of stuff podcast, to leave. <laughs> if you're listening to the audio podcast, tune in on YouTube to see this mattress behind Yvonne. It is truly monumental. Great mattress. Queen size, you might even say. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, New mattress. Yeah. I'm New playing barbells. soccer still, so soccer. I'm I'm going to start lifting at five AM before I can go to work, and that'll be great. Okay. Roll out of bed, lift some shit, go to work. Put things down, lift them up. Sounds like an exhilarating time, Yvonne. I'm so excited. It's literally for you. what you do every day. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. I can't even fathom doing that. Oh, man. What a lifestyle. What a lifestyle. Yeah, Yvonne, what's up with you? Me? Uh last time we we're on the podcast i don't even remember what happened so i i guess i'll just uh i've been trying to stream a lot more so i'm playing games but only but i'm playing too many games because i try to play <laughs> let's see i've been playing yakuza yakuza 4 i beat yakuza 3 i beat i'm on yakuza 5 now this game series is really cool i highly suggest anyone i mean it's really accessible now as well you can get it on pc you can get it on xbox you can get it on playstation the entire series yakuza zero through six i made it to five five uh besides yakuza zero which was made more recently yakuza five is definitely my favorite it's it's super cool um the combat is really super fun and there's like the story is so cool. I, I really like that series. I won't spoil any of it. But, like, the it's so cool to be able to play such a long series that has a continuous storyline throughout all of it. Like, I've played this game series. It's a over, continuous like, storyline? Yeah, Yakuza 0 through 6 is one story. Well, I, yeah, it's like a sequel story. You know, they all have their contained storylines, but like it continues yeah, on impressed. it's so cool it goes from the 80s from yakuza 0 to i believe like 2010 <laughs> it's crazy wow or, or maybe That's like impressive. 2015 i don't know when yakuza 6 came out but it's kiryu's storyline the entire time and like i'm super attached to this character now and it's it's like metal gear solid man the the storyline goes all the way through and i think it's it is very complex but it's way more palatable than metal gear solid storyline i will say (laughs) so uh you you could just watch like a youtube video about it that explains the whole story um but i think these games are absolutely worth playing so i I suggest you go pick them up they're they're really fun um pretty easy to get into the gameplay isn't very complex or anything and it's just a all-around really wacky super fun game uh franchise so i i suggest it i also have been playing final fantasy 14 due to the suggestion of captain vidia on my youtube on my uh, twitch channel uh that game is i've never played an mmo before but this game is super cool i mean i maybe it's just standard bog mmo stuff but uh i maybe I, I find it really fun. It's you know you have all these missions. You can play it for free entirely, up until I think level sixty, and until you get to basically the first expansion. So I'm having a lot of fun, and I haven't spent a single dollar on it, and uh, that's pretty cool. I've played I don't know twenty thirty hours so, so far. So that's a fun uh-huh. game. I've been chipping away at Final Fantasy VII, still trying to get that platinum trophy of course and then my twitch channel also hit the the community goal of making me play through demon's souls so i'm playing through that game uh it looked cool that game is exactly like 
Dark Souls, but Dark, Dark Souls. Souls looks exactly like Demon's Souls. That's it's singular possessive demon. I don't know why. Um, really cool game. Bosses are a lot easier than I thought they would be, so I'm a little confused. But it's it's exhilarating. Maybe you're just really too fun. good, Julian. Yeah, Have you I ever thought of that? The game got too good at the game uh what else have i been up to man um i've been trying i mean i'm i'm still learning to code as well so my my co co-founder of our company we're we're chipping away at it we may have a product to launch soon We'll see. Ooh. Things are. I'll. I'll announce that on the podcast when. Of course, we'll. I'll, we will sponsor our podcast. It'll be sick. Um, I, I'm gonna expect to see some of those checks. That. Yeah, I'll. I'll send you a check, of course, and then send myself a check. <laughs> First sponsor of the podcast. Uh, let's see. Otherwise, from that, I've been working super hard. I'm not very happy at my job right now anymore. There's a lot of mismanagement, and I don't have any sort of benefits or retirement plan, so it's not really looking like a long-term situation for me. I've learned all I can, I think, really from them. I don't really see... I mean, obviously, it's called honing your craft right you you get better as you do it for longer but i don't really see a reason to get better at butchering (laughs) already (laughs) i'm already pretty proficient and like as good as you need to be to do other things to do other things and i don't really see what i feel like i'm i've learned all i can really so i i'm i'm working on moving on from the job i was very close to quitting <laughs> yesterday <laughs> Holy oh man shit, i got this close to quitting i had a a really shitty customer come in I, it wasn't because of him but I, I was i've been thinking about how to how to you know transition out of this job for a while i was going to bring my manager aside um but then for some reason he had a weird we had like a weird conversation at work not not like a bad conversation or anything but he asked me he literally asked me what do you what do you want to do when you grow up i was like what the fuck does this mean (laughs) and it totally threw me off i like i was we got in a whole conversation about um why i stopped doing chemistry it's more of a i haven't stopped doing chemistry or working chemistry I want to go back. I just wanted to take a break. So that's why I sort of got into the service industry and, and cooking and, and all that stuff. But then the pandemic sort of fucked everyone up. So I I like I couldn't become a chef or, or cook on a line or anything. It just didn't really make any sense. And I don't really want to do that at all, realistically. Um, that's not what I want to do in my life. But we we just got in a whole conversation about that and then and then i like i it was like a nice conversation he's a good guy i I like my manager but i i couldn't um bring myself to then have him go downstairs and leave and then bring him aside like hey i want to quit (laughs) (laughs) so it just didn't (laughs) like i had to i had to that was his ploy the whole time yeah i know i had to read the tea leaves and and do it when it's the right time you know so i'm gonna wait on that uh but this customer that i had come in oh my god this guy was such a dick (laughs) holy shit it sucks to work in the service industry on the upper west side oh my god he called the shop right i pick up uh husband charles upper west side and he said hey guys do you guys have chicken thighs i'm like yes we have chicken thighs um and then he said hey sorry you're breaking up uh do you guys have chicken thighs and i literally i just said yes we have chicken thighs and then he said oh okay pregnant pause literally this long and then i said okay bye 
I, I just hung up because I'm I I have a million other things to do. There's a customer yeah. in front of me. I have to finish breaking down this box of chicken for like 15 chicken orders that I have in front of me. So I'm like, okay, bye. Because and you're a blindfolded. Lot of people, yeah, and I'm blindfolded, <laughs> and I have two, two knives in my hand. It's crazy. This is exactly how I work. So it's like you can't just say, oh, okay, and then not say anything else after that. But. Like that's fine. That was that was the end of that. And then he comes in. He's this tall guy. I don't know. He looked pretty. I, it was pretty hot outside. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, he he comes over to me and I said, "Hey, how are you? How can I help you today?" And then he's like, "Were you the guy I just talked on the phone about chicken thighs? You, were you that rude guy who talked to me on the phone?" <laughs> I was like. I don't even know how to respond to that, honestly. If you're just going to confront me about that, were you that rude guy? Am I supposed to say no or yes? I didn't. So I said yes. And then he's like, I would have said no. I thought don't... that was you. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it comes off as me being sarcastic or whatever and being a dick. So he's like, yeah, you were very rude. And I'm like, okay, what do you want me to say? Fucking sorry and suck your dick. We have chicken thighs, all right, bro? And he's like, well, <laughs> I don't want... You don't need to be so rude, all right? I'm like, do you want the chicken thighs or not, bro? Fucking, can we, can we end this stupid conversation you're having? Do you want me to just be fired or something? Like, what do you want? That what do you what do you want the outcome? What is the do end? You want go? the chicken thighs or not? And then he he calls over my coworker Jack. He's like, I don't want to be served by you. Can uh, he he's like tries to get Jack's attention? Who's helping another customer? <laughs> it's like all right, I don't care anymore. So and he's like, you know, your coworker over there is a real asshole. I don't want to be talked like. I'm the asshole in this situation. He's like, can you help me? I'm like, oh my god, this guy. And so what I did, I, I was partying some chicken wings, and then I finished my job, and then when I did, when I go downstairs, and I get, we had to break down a lamb uh, throughout the day, so I, I bring up the lamb, and I'm like, I take off the lamb's head. I was like looking at him the whole time. <laughs> I take off the lamb's head and then like slam it on the table and then I go over and help this old woman um who's also in the shop. I'm incredibly nice to her and then she's like, Oh Sonny, can you help me with the door? I'm like, Of course I can help you with the door. I'm such a nice guy. <laughs> uh so I I don't know. I just tried to in his face. I'm like, fuck you, dick. You don't need to Oh man. Service industry, man, am I right? Anyways, Yvonne I, yeah, I I can't I, I can't stand I with can't, Upper West Side. Anyways. I truly don't understand the idea of like what would possess somebody to be so confrontational with somebody who's going to serve yeah. them. You don't have to be this way. And also, I literally just told you we had chicken thighs, and you didn't like you were so distracted with what you were doing that you couldn't like be bothered to think about the other person on the line. I don't know, whatever. I don't care about that person anymore. He's out of my life. Chicken thigh guy is a dickhead. Yeah, he's a dick. Anyways, guys. Stupid lawsuit. Goddamn. Vaughn. Yeah. This was an exhilarating podcast. Thank you so much for doing it with me. I know you work 900 hours a, a day, so I hope yeah. you get some time off soon. And uh, maybe get to travel somewhere. I don't know. December. That's my travel next time is back. Off. Really? Uh, I I might try to go watch a football game in Kansas City in October for my birthday. Wow. They have an outdoor stadium there, so it That's feels so cool. feels like okay. But that is going to be an expensive trip because the Kansas City Chiefs are a really good team. <laughs> and every single seat that's being sold there is like 300 bucks for the cheapest seat. So I have oh, to man. figure out what well, I want to do. I hope you uh, get to do what you want to do. And also, I hope everyone has a great day and gets what they want from the day. Ivan, 
It's been a great podcast. Maybe we'll have another one next week. We'll see. I should be available. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Goodbye. Bye.